so this is part two of our June 29th, 2017 call. Okay, so um, have peace around the person you just worked with and Mr. P. Have peace around that, let it go, no attachment, it has no influence whatsoever on any of your other sessions. Okay. 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 All right, are you ready to dive in? Yes, I <laughs> Okay. So do you want to go in order or do you want to pick? I think um, I, I'm very boring. I think we'll just go in order. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. All right. So um, the first one is a horse, Parker. He passed away about a week and a half ago. He was about a 25-year-old male horse owned by a woman and her husband. He was mostly the woman's horse. Um, I did check in with him again this uh, today. He would prefer we ask the universe his questions. He's Even though he's been gone a week and a half, he's just not ready to really communicate yeah. about this particular stuff. So that's fine. So um, really, I want you to go back to asking the universe how he was feeling symptom-wise. You can scan him. You can feel. You can ask the universe however you want to do it. Discover his symptoms the last 24 hours of him being in his body. Okay. Okay, look at them individually too. So you said intestine, stomach, and liver. Look at the intestine first. Okay. Okay, tell me what you get on the stomach.
when, when you twist a balloon so that one area feels more bigger than than like if you were to twist a balloon so that one bit was small and one bit was big okay so ask what does that mean Um, I'm sensing that there is a growth there and that somehow there's a lot of gas um, air. Okay, so the gas part is right. It feels like there's something else that there is. Okay, there was a blockage. Was it in the stomach or the intestine? Um, I'm seeing it's just at the beginning of out of the stomach into the intestines. Perfect, well done. Yep. Um, What I'm not sure is is what I know you're going to say it. Just ask and feed into it. But I'm not sure if it is a, a growth or a, or a blockage or a twist or something. Okay. So ask the universe. Can you clarify for me? Okay. Okay, so let me ask the universe, please. Uh, did Parker have a twisting at all? Okay, so what I see is, um, I don't see the stomach twisting, so you'll have to tell me if you're, you're sensing in a different area as well, but I see a little bit of, yes, a twist to the intestine. To me, it doesn't look like a complete twist, but there's... No, yeah, it's a kink, and yes. it's in the intestine at the beginning. Yes. So it, it's, it's almost in the stomach, but it's not. Correct. It's, you, got, yeah. you got all of that is correct. Well done. So his symptoms, the biggest symptoms the owner was noticing is he refused to walk. All he did was want to stand in a stall, and he refused eating.
I'm picking up that it, it is actually quite excruciatingly painful. To do what? In the in in the area where the the kink is, okay, and the stomach area, yeah. and that's why he's not even bothering to think about eating or or to move. Okay, yes, that that is a very painful area, so that is accurate. Take a feel of his bones and joints. Okay. Um, I'm getting in some of the joints the feeling of heat. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, I'm not sure actually what it is, but it just they, the joints feel hot. Mm-hmm. Very good. So this is horse. This horse is also known to have Lyme disease. And so the owner was suspecting, and I was getting as well, that Lyme disease was also part of the picture. Right. Okay. So take a feel of his hooves, his four hooves. Let's imagine you were in his body that last 24 hours, and you were to walk forward. Tell me, hoof-related-wise, what you notice. And just for the sake of details, because details can be fun, if you focus on, say, either the front right or front left, your choice, it's the same on both, and you notice the difference between the toe and the heel, and him distributing his weight either over the toe or over the heel, what do you notice? So what hurts, then, what hurts but, more, the toe or the heel? Um, I feel that they both hurt. Um, got it. Um, but the rocking motion is because he's, he's trying to get off both of them. Okay, yeah, he was very painful. 
but definitely his heels hurt more. Well done. Okay, and last significant area for him, take a look at his lungs, left and right. words with this I'm hearing I think one is is smaller than the other but I'm also hearing fluid um possibly possibly let me ask universe please uh, was there fluid in one or both lungs okay there was there was yes so what the vet had observed was no air movement whatsoever in one of his two lungs. Um, they suspected it was fluid. He had fluid accumulation in different areas of his body, unusual swellings here and there, in addition to everything else you picked up. Wow. Yes. Now I'm going to bring your attention to one particular swelling that they observed a few days before they released him from his body. It was located um, right down where he was a male horse, so kind of near the, the penis area, but it wasn't associated with the bladder or the penis, so it was off to the side. It was kind of like a water-filled balloon down there, so just an area of edema or swelling. No, uh, And it wasn't due to an insect bite or anything. Just ask the universe, why was this horse having an odd swelling there? Okay. Um, let's change the wording. Ask the universe, why was his body leaking fluid into this location? So I'm going to have you drop down and see if you can feel as I describe, okay? Okay. So if we go to uh, any of the veins, one vein that's located in that region of the swelling, take a look or a feel of the structure of the vein itself. How good is it at keeping the fluid, which it's supposed to keep in it, in? 
Notice, I'm notice thinking, the wall. Go ahead. I'm just, I, I, I've got the feeling that actually the, the vein is, is not good. It was it, almost like a feeling of it collapsing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as it collapses, what happens? Uh, well, well, then it would let the, the fluid out. Yes. So the plasma, which is the water portion of the blood, was moving through the canal of the vein, leaking out, okay? Right. The fluid of the blood was staying where it was supposed to, but yeah, the plasma was moving right out and creating these little areas of swellings, not due to injuries to these areas, but because of leakiness of the veins. Right. And this is something that comes up now and then, so once you've felt it or detected it once, you will notice it again in the future. Right, yes. Yeah. The other area, major area the horse had told me where this was happening was in the thin tissue that surrounds his heart. Ah. Oh. Can you, can you notice that, see that, feel that? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So yeah. um, he had a lot of issues going on there in that, that last yeah. few days of his life. Okay, very good. Well wow. done. So remember, Denise, when you're working with an animal and somebody says, you know, I don't know what's wrong with him, what's going on, don't be shy in asking the person, well, what are you seeing? Which is what I asked the owner. She said, I'm seeing him standing in the stall, refusing for to, he won't halt or lead walk with me out to the green grass. Um, and he's refusing to eat. He, he seems okay with me touching him. In other words, get the human perspective and then go to the horse and ask what's going on for you and let them guide right. you. And they may not necessarily bring up all these areas of the body to check. They may only mention the heart. They only may maybe mention, you know, the achiness in the heels. And that's it. It's okay. You're just listening for whatever they give you. He was a good one, only in the sense that he had a lot going on in multiple locations. Um, but normally you don't always, don't feel like you have to check everything. Let the animal tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about wow. that? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the, uh, quite interesting because the first thing I was drawn to was the was the internal. Um, I I know on on what you'd written, you said the joints and whatever, and obviously that was a big problem as well. Um, but yeah, but I I don't know whether that I was drawn to the internal side of it because it was really very much concentrating on the last 24 hours. Um, and that's probably right because he, I could feel the 48 hours um, before he passed. Uh, we, I was able to sense that. I said, you know, there's a bunch of undigested food that's in the front half of the first part of the small intestine as it immediately leaves the stomach. And he's concerned about it, but it is not stuck right now. And then the next 24 hours, I said, you know, it's not moving. It's stunk. It's stuck. It's kinked. It's things are, um, this is very much a problem for him now. Right. Yes. The vet was able yep. to confirm um, he could only, you know, get his, his hand up you know, so far through the rectum in order to pull out stuff. And he concluded as well, he says, this blockage has got to be higher up. 
Mm. Out of reach. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very good. You did good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, nothing to be afraid of. You can do it anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, as I said, I, I just, when you were saying about the swelling, I just drew a blank. <laughs> it was like... That's okay. That's okay. Um, I didn't know about the swelling either because the horse didn't tell me. The owner ended up asking the follow-up question of, he's also got this weird swelling here, here, and here. What is this about? So, right. yeah, sometimes yeah. the animals don't bring everything up, and that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to Sonny. He's a 14-year-old male living papillon. He's black and white. And for this one, you're going to first look at the relationship between Sonny and each owner. He's got a male owner and a female owner. And then we'll go on to the next question. Okay. Um, Danielle, a call was coming in, which I've just uh, shut off. So I'm feeling his relationship with his female and his male owner. Right. And describe to me what his relationship is with each. Okay. All of this is correct. Um, a, a definite feeling of a, a more of a distance. Um, and um. The male owner. Um, I, I, when I asked about the male owner, I see Sonny by the walking along by the side of him, mm -hmm. um, and there's a feeling of feeling um, much more secure, much more settled. Yes. All of this is correct so far. Well done. Um, I don't actually pick up that there's a lovey doveyness with either of the owners. Okay. With. Um, I'm kind of, 
it's more like Sonny really enjoys doing things with him. Yes. As opposed to um, cuddling and that sort of thing. It, he, he, I feel that Sonny really likes the male owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, likes to be in his presence and likes to to be active and doing things. Oh, this is right. Well done. Yeah, and the and the male owner and Sunny, the the wife said, indeed, do do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. This is this okay. is all correct. Okay. So the female owner's next question is, she said, Sunny and I, um, when we first acquired him, me and him were out in a human park. And he was walking along beside me, and I was handing out flyers. And we approached this gentleman and his little dog. And, you know, the two dogs sniffed. Everything seemed to be fine. I was handing the man a flyer, and all of a sudden the man's dog attacked Sonny. So she wanted to know if Sonny blames her for the incident of being attacked by the other dog. Okay. direct blame um, I'm, I'm kind of sensing that it, it's more that he, he was annoyed that she was busy handing flyers out and talking to people rather than paying attention okay okay but, but not a real I, I don't pick up that he blames her no very good he doesn't blame her but yeah, he does have some feelings towards her <laughs> regarding it. So if the owner was to say, okay, tell me more about that. I really want to understand how he feels about me now after the event compared to how he felt about me before the event. What changed? Okay. Perfectly said. Was he a bit disappointed in her? Um, I'm picking up that he... uh, I don't know about disappointed in her. He was disappointed and like... um, Yeah, I, 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 um, I can't quite get hold of it, but like, uh, um, sad that he had thought something and then been proved wrong. Okay, yes, 
Yes, this would make sense. Well done. Okay, so ask the universe, does this event still affect him today? Yes, he's more hyper, uh, hyper vigilant, that is, <laughs> hyper aware. Yes, well done. And the owners confirmed that he is far more anxious than he ever was before the event. And he interacts with the woman hugely different now than he did before. Wow, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so she wanted to know, she's like, how does he feel about me touching him? Because I want to reach out and pet him and love on him. And she, she's just like, he's different now. Before I could love on him all, you know, all, all I wanted. And now it's very limited. So how does he feel about me touching him? Um, I, I'm picking up that his, his body goes quite tense. Uh, like he cannot, he can't be bothered. Um, it, it doesn't give him any pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't help him relax. Yeah, uh, he, he, no, he he doesn't want it. Okay, very good. And that was tough for her to hear. Um, yeah. But that is accurate. Okay, so how does she feel? How does the dog feel about dad touching him these days? Um, I see that him being fine with his back being stroked or whatever, but I don't get the feeling it's more. I don't think he relishes physical contact. Um, he, he finds that his dad touching him is reassuring, um, but then dad's not smothering him. Okay, well done. Yes, he's very accepting of dad's touch. He'll sit in dad's lap on the chair. He'll follow dad around. Um, he's not too much of a touchy-feely dog to begin with, but he's way more um, accepting of dad's touch and kind of like goes uh, numb, does not have pleasure or enjoyment, as you stated, with mom touching him. So that's accurate. Yeah. So, if this was your client, and the woman said to you, how can I get my relationship back with Sonny? What might you recommend? I mean, you don't have to, you just, just in brief, what might you say to her? What might you say to the dog? Um, I would probably find out what sort of things uh, Sonny likes, what motivates him. So if it's a certain treat or going, uh, playing a certain game or that she, she starts interacting with him on that level first and starts rebuilding the, the relationship again. Yes. And also, you know, if she does take him out, that she actually makes sure that while they're building the relationship up, she's got no distractions like phone calls, talking to people, 100% concentration on Sonny, what he needs and what he's doing. Okay, well done. That's a great suggestion. 
And the other one I would add here is, um, she came up with it herself before I stated it, was just apologize to him. She can say out yeah. loud on her own time, you know, acknowledging that what he had stated here and sharing. I mean, it, it happened out of the blue, she said. The gentleman was shocked. His own dog did it. They were doing fine standing there. The two people were talking, and all of a sudden, his dog had the outburst on hers. So everybody yeah. was surprised. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very, very good. Good. All right, you did great on that one. Feel good? <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> Very good. All right, so we'll go to the next one. So Pacino, he's a 14-year-old living male brown and white horse. And owner's main question, she was curious, how does he feel about being ridden around the feeding hour? So they feed the horses, I guess, two times a day at the boarding stable she's at. And she, she was starting to see some behavior changes in him. And she wondered, out of curiosity, if it had anything to do with her riding him when all the other horses were being fed. Okay. He doesn't like to miss out. Uh, he, he he would prefer to be around at the hour that the feeding is being done. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also picking up that because it's been it's such a routine that they're fed at a certain time that this is what's kind of adding to the problem. Um, I, I kind of feel he has a fear of scarcity. Uh huh. Uh, um, something about if he's not there, it's not just missing out on the feeding. It's it's something also to do with um, it's, oh, I was going to say his position with with people, with horses with his place in the stables in the, the yard in the field in, he associates Uh, I feel what I'm saying sounds a bit silly, but he associates it, if he's not there, that he, he will suffer hunger. Okay. Okay. So, yes. And for me, it came through, yes, he's definitely food motivated. He says, I have to have my meal. He's, yes. Yeah. So there is this neediness about food, which would can certainly be interpreted as scarcity. Um, but but I, I feel, Danielle, that the hunger isn't just about food. Okay. So he he had also said he felt he had the right to he eat. It was his right. 
Does that resonate? It's like his position, the fact he's a horse, that, that where he is in the lineup of others, it's like I have a right to eat, they have a right to eat their own food, and I have a right to eat mine. Yeah, I, 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 I think also it's something to do with keeping his position with the other horses. Yep, I wouldn't doubt that. Yep. Uh, he's a very educated horse, he knows a lot as far as uh, skills and being a riding partner goes. Um, <laughs> he sees himself uh, not in a vain way uh, over others, but he sees himself as one of the educated ones and he's got to keep his body strong and food helps keep him strong and so there's all this, yeah. these reasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, what I'm picking up is that this food and eating is very important to him, and it's not just because he's a greedy horse or he he, he wants to get back and be lazy. I think there's a lot more to it. Mm hmm Yes. And you're sensing that. So good. So... Let's see. The owner asked, okay, well, fine, I get all that. I hear him. Can he focus on being ridden anyway during this time? Um, he's not going to relax or be happy till he's got back and eaten with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And she wasn't very pleased about that answer, but that's what was. And we are, you and I are not here to please our clients with answers. We are here to give them what is the truth of the animals. <laughs> right, so, yes. You know, don't, don't feel like, oh, I, she's not going to like to hear this. You know, you give it anyway and give it as gently as you can and try to help them see from their point of view. And some owners are just not going to be able to get it, but you try. Yeah. Okay, so let's see, um, you answered the, is he willing to focus on being ridden then? Can he focus? Why or why not? Well, no. Um, why not? Because, well, he's not going to be very happy until he gets his food. So you got it. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right, so we're done with Pacino. You got that run right on. Um, Danielle, did the um, person who owns him ask uh, what could about any solutions to it. Um, she did, and basically it kind of came down to she really needs to ride him around the schedule of feeding hour because he is so food-focused that he... I mean, he gets to the point where he starts bucking with her. So oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he, be, he gets to be real obstinate and real, like, uh, he just wants to go back to the barn. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, she loves him a lot, and she was like, well, okay, I guess we've got to work together because he's stronger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So next one, Zach. So he's an older male golden retriever. Um, so a week, week ago or so, the owner learned he has cancer internally. So scan him to get an idea of where.
picking up that it started with lumps and I'm wondering if it's gone into the bone. Okay, so it is lumps, but not the bone. Okay. Um, is it uh, the sophiscus? Nope. <laughs> That's, That's where okay. I'm feeling it. <laughs> That's okay. So, do you want me to tell you or do you want to recheck? I'll, I'll just recheck one more time. Okay. You're going to have to tell me. Okay. Before I tell you, let's try changing our angle. Um, go ahead and join him in his body. So energetically become one with Zach. And then see if you can detect. They're pretty big in size. No, I'm going all over the body. Uh, mm -hmm. It's. I'm thinking it's the lungs, and I'm thinking it's the stomach, and it's. I'm going all over the place. So. Okay, no worries, no worries. So, um, it's located in the region that's outside of the stomach and the intestines, but it's it's either above or below, um, those regions. Okay. Okay. Not that it's a big deal. Okay, because when I talked to the owner. Um, I said, you know, I'm feeling lumps in his body. Here's a location. She said, yeah, that's, that's where we were seeing stuff like that on the x-ray. So it's fine. Okay. What are his everyday symptoms is what she wanted to know. Because she said, you know, when I look at him, he doesn't look like a dog with cancer. He doesn't seem to act that way. Does he have any symptoms I'm overlooking? Okay. To the what? To the colon. Oh, okay, okay, to the colon. Okay, gotcha. Yes, and what about it? Um, I'm, I'm feeling that it's it's quite sluggish, and um, actually, when he does 
go to the toilet, that can be quite painful for him. Okay. Okay, so let me just confirm. So, universe, please. Um, was Zach? Yeah, it was. It was um, hit or miss. The universe says sometimes the stool would be um, drier than normal, and other times it would be okay. So there was indeed something up with the colon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Picking up that his lower back hurts, but I don't think that's, I think that's age. Okay, so yeah, he does, um, does have lower back vertebrae area. Mm-hmm. On a scale of zero to ten, if the owner was to ask you how much, you know, discomfort is his lower back, what would you get? I think it's up to about a six or a seven. Okay, okay. I'm feeling it at a four. Okay. Okay. A little different. Um, her other question was walks. Does he still want to go on walks? Um, I'm feeling he really enjoys walks, but they need to be shorter. Yes. Perfect. That's exactly what he said. Mm -hmm. um, that he would he would not like to not go on them because he he still has excitement to go. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. All right, and the last big question she had asked is um, when we had talked, which now was probably about a week and a half ago or so. Um, does he want us to release him from his body at this time, or does he want to stay around a while? He's fine at the moment to stay around a while. Yep, exactly. Very, very good. When he's on a walk, if they take him for a walk that's a bit too long, Denise, how will they know that the walk is too long? I've actually got a picture of him struggling with his back legs. Okay. I'm walking very slowly. Good, 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 good. Yep, all that's correct. And anything else? Um, I see him panting quite a lot and he keeps wanting to stop. Mm -hmm. Yes. You got it. The other, the other big thing he had mentioned to me was besides my back legs and slowing down my pace, I will pant a lot more, like I'm trying to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well done. Um, those are good cute clues. Sometimes owners don't think to ask that question, you know, when is too much too much? And I'll ask the animal, how are they going to know when, you know, they've overdone it? So they can kind of keep an eye out for these signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. good. <laughs> oh. so, Danielle, what can I do when... Like, when we started with Zach, I felt myself just racing all around his body, uh, and I'm not really, it's like I was picking up lots of vague things, but nothing concrete. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, when you work with an owner, they're going to have specific questions for you right from the get-go. Um, 
you know, this particular owner, she did say, yeah, we know he's got cancer. At first she didn't tell me where, and then I was able to tell where. Um, so it doesn't even matter. There are times I talk to some animals and the owner never asks, does he know exactly where it is? And there's times the animal never offers to me exactly where it is. Instead, the animal wants to talk about what they feel is far more important on other topics, like how right. the person can support them right now. So don't feel like um, every question has to be addressed or that's what every owner wants to know. Don't worry about it. I'm asking you that in these kind of questions because I just want to kind of, you know, have you get a good variety of different well, aspects yeah. of an animal. Okay, but, yeah. but when you work with a client, it's actually going to be easier because you're going to get on the phone with them and you're going to say, okay, I'm connected to Zach. What's your first question? You're going to let the owner guide you on the first question. Now, that is how you'll start and how I start about 80% of the time. The other 20% of the time is if I can feel that animal starting to give me information out the wazoo, you know, they're just being chatty Cathy. I will tell the owner, you know, before we start with your first question, let me just let Zach speak because he's already sharing a lot of information and you can start there. But I find that's only yeah. about 20% of the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a lot easier when the owners have questions and that's why it's important to tell your people, please come with questions. Yeah. Because that's yeah. going to guide you. You don't necessarily know as the communicator what's important to Zach and their person. And besides, you don't have to know. They'll tell you. They'll ask. And you translate. So if you keep your job very simple and very, yeah. um, and you stay relaxed in doing it, that keeps you out of that performance mentality, that perf I'm performing this AC work idea. And it keeps yeah. you in the, I'm not performing. I'm listening, translating, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just that when I'm listening and I'm getting nothing, um, then I think I panic, and then, of course, I don't hear anything because I'm not in the right space. <laughs> okay. 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 And that's fine. There are times that, you know, I'll get nothing from an animal, even if I reword it, I'll say, you know, he's got nothing to say about that. We can come back around to it at the end if you'd like. Um, right. Make a note here, yeah. or you can ask me at the end yeah. if you feel it's important enough. But I'm not hearing anything. Oh. oh, Danielle, one thing I wanted to tell you. You remember last time I spoke to you about trying to communicate with Toki, and uh, you said, "Well, maybe Toki didn't want to talk to you because oh. another dog came through." Okay. Yep. Well, I had um, an email yesterday, and um, Toki um, passed away at the weekend. Oh, okay. And I did think of what you said, and I thought, I wonder if actually, because it was only, what, 10 days ago or uh, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, I wonder if Toki just didn't want to talk. Yeah, yeah. There you I go. mean, it might not have been, I don't know, but it, it was just... <laughs> yep, yeah, interesting though, huh? The timing of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I hope you can relax around that. <laughs> oh, thank you. And um, I know we're at the end now, so I was going to say, um, are you okay for us to have a session every two weeks? Okay, let me take a look at July. Let's see, today is the 29th. Um, the 6th and the 13th, I've already got a uh, client scheduled in. That's okay. Let me just grab my diary. Okay. But I could do the 20th and the 27th of July. 
I could also do a Tuesday um, at those at our at our regular time because those are open if you prefer. And I can do Friday the 14th or Saturday the 15th as well. Yeah, I can't do those ones that week. Okay. So, I'll tell you what, shall we, shall we put down the 18th? Yep, we can do that. And, and is that um, back to my old time? Is that okay? Yep, yep, we can do that. That's fine. And I've got the, I could do the 25th, 27th, 28th, or 29th, if you wanted to try to squeeze one more in before the end of July. Well, um, how about we do the 27th? Okay. All right, you are down for both those dates. That's brilliant. Okay. All right, perfect, Denise. Regular time, 18th and the 27th. <laughs> mm -hmm. I shall look forward to it. Thank okay. you. You take care. Oh, have a lovely day, and thank you for the session. Oh, you're welcome, Denise. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.